Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. In this episode, Kevin is... And Kevin, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. Yes, you are. Because three years ago, a few days ago, Kevin left treatment center and he actually began his journey of sobriety while deepening his recovery. And in this episode, I want to ask you, Kevin, how is it three years after leaving Cirque? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, I had three years sobriety, uh, three months ago, cause I was in treatment for three months. I did 90 days inpatient and life today is better than I ever dreamed of three years after getting out. And, you know, it's, it's easy. I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's, it's, it's a lot easier to stay obviously sober when you're in treatment, when you can't go get anything and can't find anything. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been, right? uh, it's been three years on the outside is what I like to joke about. And it's been absolutely incredible. I mean, not without its challenges, but it's been, it's been amazing. Well, like life, sobriety has its challenges, but unlike life, the, the tools, the techniques, and the transformation that you achieved while in recovery is not only alive, but it is alive and well. And I find it very ironic and wonderful that after three years, in the week that you have your three years since being released, you went to a convention with at least 3,000 other people, and um, it was not an AA convention. <laughs> that is true. It was a business convention that it's funny three years ago, you know, I would have never known if I was going to have this business still, if I was going to lose it, what was going to happen to me. And that's the thing, you know, right out of treatment, it was, it was, it was very hard because of all the wreckage and problems that I had caused. I wasn't sure if I'd have my marriage. I didn't know if I'd get to see my daughter. I didn't know where I was really even going to live. Uh, like I said, the business was kind of in limbo on how I w- what was going to happen. Business was way down. We weren't doing well. And then I, you know, right after the three years, you know, I end up on an airplane that same day, end up at a convention in Dallas where we get an award for being in the top 100 um, out of 2000 franchises and got to walk across the stage with my beautiful wife who is still with me, my business partner, his beautiful wife, and then some of our team members who have been a huge part of it. And so to, to say that life is better today than it was uh, one before I got sober, but two, uh, way better than it was when I first got out of treatment. And that's, that's what I tell people. It gets better and better and better and better and better. Well, and you've surrounded yourself. Like you said, your business partner is in sobriety. He has a very interesting story because here's someone who just cut cold turkey and just stopped it and was, he has the temperament where he could do that. So you're surrounded with people that are in sobriety. And as you said, in many episodes, many of your people are now in sobriety. And you being so public, Kevin, a lot of people come up to you and they're like, hey, what's the secret? How did you do it? And your gift to the world 
is the ability by which you assist those who choose the path of sobriety to walk that path. Yeah, I'm so, the reason I'm so open and I share it so much is to help people. It's not for me. It's not to sound cool. I mean, sometimes people think that, I I think, but it's really like in humility that I come out and, and tell my story so much because I was such a mess and such a disaster. And even the day I got out of treatment, I was a disaster because I was so anxious. I was so worried. There were so many unknowns. You know, I had been sober for my, uh, drugs of choice for 90 days. However, I hadn't been able to work through everything yet, you know, in my life and all the wreckage, you know, we cause a lot of damage. Yeah. I think that's an understatement. When you left that treatment center, the work that you did to rebuild your marriage, to rebuild your family, even to rebuild your relationship with God and to rebuild how you do business that's when the actual work began. Because when you're sitting in treatment and you're just going to programs and you're going and being in service there, life is rather easy. But you actually immersed yourself back into your old life and literally turned every aspect of it around. Yeah. And the success rate of treatment is not necessarily that high. And, and I think yeah, that I not, know why. We're not even going to go there. <laughs> well, here, here's the reason why. Yeah, wh- people, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, why? Well, people always ask me, what's the secret? How did you make it? And they didn't make it. And I hate to say it this way, but I did every, everything I was told to do. Like if I said I was going to do it, I did it. So for me, you know, there was a meeting attendance, there was therapy, there was uh, couples therapy with my wife, there was church attendance. All of these things were part of my continuing care plan or what I had. I made a commitment to do after I left and I stayed up on that and it's working through the, the 12 steps, which is a huge part of, of my life, obviously. And the the key is I continue to do that and I continue to operate in that every single day. And I live that as a lifestyle. And that's why I stay sober, not because I, I got some magical potion there that worked for me and didn't work for somebody else, but I got how to do the work in order to stay sober. And it's not like I'm healed from this. You know, I have a daily reprieve as, as you know, my favorite program says based on my spiritual condition. So as long as I stay fit and I stay doing the right things, then I can stay sober. And so for me, you know, three years out of treatment, not much has changed in how I act each day. I go to a few, you know, a little bit fewer meetings than I did right at the beginning. I, I'm not in, in, I'm not in IOP, which is intensive outpatient. I, I'm, I do uh, some things a little bit differently, but ultimately I still live the same principles that I lived day one out. And what's happening is it gets better and better and better and it grows and it grows and it grows to where I've learned how to live life on life's terms. I, I don't have to sit here and be anxious all day, every day, worrying about everything. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. You're not living life on life's terms because if you were living life on life's terms, I'm going to say you'd still be an addict or you might be dead. You're living life on Kevin's terms. You have actually recreated who you are. You have made your addiction a virtual non-issue and you have rebuilt your life 
from the foundation up in not only the relationship with your business and your business partner, but the relationship with your wife, the relationship with your daughter, and the relationship with everyone around you. So I would most humbly say you are living life on either God's terms or on God's terms with Kevin. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and for myself, I agree with that. Like my life and what I'm doing myself, that's that's what I can control. What I mean by life on life's terms is I mean when things come my way that I can't control, I just get through them, you know. And I I make a choice to, on how I'm going to get through them and what I'm going to do and 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 all of that. So I, I agree with what you're saying. I've recreated my life with the help of God, with the help of my wife, with the help of countless therapists and other people, and surrounded by by people and coaches and and all of that. But go ahead, Jim. I I, I just want to say like. And, and if you're out there and you're in recovery and you don't believe in God, do not let this dissuade you from rebuilding life on your terms. Because I know that in Kevin's heart, God is a huge part of it. And I know in this wacky world we live in today, that may ha- um, turn you off or that has the potential to turn people off. And my thought about that is do not let that. The more important thing that you can really see in the example of Kevin's life is that Kevin has rebuilt Kevin's life on Kevin's terms in all areas. And foremost, he is so out with his recovery. And one of the things that does is not only does that make it strong for Kevin and those around him, that also makes it very, very strong for those listening and for those who want to be like you in their life. Yeah, being public like that helps me because there's a level of accountability too. You know, if if I'm out there being stupid or doing something stupid, people are watching because of how much I'm out there. So knowing that I'm held to a higher standard because of the way that I talk is important to me. And again, like I, I don't think everybody has to be like that. I say this all the time, but they don't. But for me, I was so open and public with my use and my drinking and my gambling that being able to put this out there so people can see the change and the shift in me is extremely important. Yeah, that is beautifully spoken. And what did you do? Like, how did you celebrate last week knowing that it had been three years? Well, I mean, I celebrated my three-year sobriety birthday, you know, and, and did some stuff for fun with my wife and daughter. But the the three years out of treatment, which which to me is is kind of extra special. And I just, I talked to a lot of people that I was in treatment with, you know, most of which are, are sober, maybe not still, but are sober right now. I talked to a lot of those people and that was cool, reminisced. But I really just sat back and I, I just took it in, really, because you think about it. I, I really wanted to sit and I remember leaving treatment getting on the airplane, you know, and I had two people with me, Matt, my business partner and my friend, Brad, who's got, you know, over 10 years of sobriety as well. They, they flew to pick me up and take me back. And I remember sitting in the back of the plane, feeling somewhat calm, but knowing that I was about to walk through a mess. And so, you know, I don't want people to think that you see me now three years later and you're like, oh my God, this is, it was a challenge. It was, it was difficult. It was a hard road, but it was worth it. And I, I put in the work and, and a lot of people around me put in the work. Rachel put in the work, even though she really 
didn't have to like i mean she she didn't owe it to me to put in the work at all and same with other people around me that put in the work to to really help me and and so walking through that and then just watching the progression from like year one to year two to now year three out and seeing just how much my life has transitioned and how much my life has gotten better. I mean, in every single way, the relationships around me, the peace that I feel, the the being able to help people. I mean, the, there's so many people we've been able to help and it's been, it's been awesome. And, it's, and that is what is beautiful is that the people who are strong in their sobriety and who develop deep recovery plans, one of the things that they do is they help others and they help others by sponsoring. They help others by making sure that they get into treatment. You know, tell us what's your greatest, you were at a convention last week, over 3,000 people. What is your favorite story about people coming up to you and saying, hey, you're that guy with the podcast that's sober. What's your favorite story? Well, it happened a lot. Maybe this is this is a little different than where you were going. Um, but my, my favorite is somebody came up to me and um, and said, I was drinking. So Matt and me, you know, both obviously sober, we, we were at a bougie place and they served us our drinks in glasses. So even if you got a diet Coke or you got a Red Bull or whatever, it was in a glass. So they gave me a Red Bull in a glass and a guy that I've done a lot of business with walks up and he sees the Red Bull and he looks at me, he says, what is that? And I said, it's Red Bull. Don't worry. And he said, good. I was going to grab it and slam it on the ground. Mind you, this guy had been drinking by the pool all day long so yeah, he was yeah. feeling pretty good but he still knew enough to know uh to know that that wouldn't be good and, and, and we joked i said believe me you wouldn't find out i was drinking by me just sitting here with a drink i would have already destroyed so many different things in my life it would be pretty obvious <laughs> right yeah and i love i love that story because it shows the stand that people may not be for themselves but they are for you yeah, and some some other stories just to to tell them that were cool is people coming up to you and and finding out they're like, hey man, you know, I've got two years or I've got a year or hey, I'm I'm coming up on a year. One guy said, and these are people that you know aren't quite as open and public as me, and that's fine. But it was cool to make make those connections and to see that. And now hopefully people saw the example, saw how much I loved life, and now they'll come to me and uh, and, and want to get help. And if, if they need it, obviously not everybody that got drunk there needs help or needs to quit or is an addict or an alcoholic. That's not that's in a lot of people yeah. are normal. And this is their one time a year they go get drunk. For me, it was always so. Um, <laughs> but there are people I'm sure that need help there. So it, it'll be cool to see if that happens um, as well. Yeah. And I would bet that with the example that you give, it probably happens more than you realize. Because three years clean, well, three years and 100 days clean is really a powerful thing. I mean, I don't know the statistics, but I know that you are in a very elite and a very small group. And if you're listening to this and you literally say, that can't be me, I know a guy at the on the other microphone that three years, 152 days ago, did not think that. He probably yeah, thought I never, it was not possible. Never dreamed it was possible. And honestly, I remember going to one of my first meetings. You know, we're, we're three years, <laughs> three years and three months from this. And we were in treatment. We go to this first meeting. And I remember this guy got either a one year or a two year coin of sobriety. And I laughed 
in my head, I'm like, so wait, this guy went two years without any drinks or any drugs, like nothing. And they're like, well, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that won't be me. You know, I mean, because I just assumed I could maybe stay sober a little bit here and there. I could learn how to control it, but right. I didn't. But, you know, we're three plus years now of nothing, zero, you know, mind altering substances and all that. No betting, none of that stuff with me. And it's been incredible. So, you know, I, I would reflect back on one my life and look back and it's always, you know, we always want to look forward and all that. I, I hear you, but it's good for me to look back and, and remember where I came from so I can remember how quickly I can end up right back there. And so even three years later, and I hope even if it's, if I make it, you know, knock on wood and, and by the grace of God, I make it 30 years from now, I still hope that I can remember those times of just incomprehensible demoralization where I felt so miserable uh, and that includes early on in sobriety, feeling awful because I had made such a mess. And I want to remember that time still. But when I then sit back and I just get gratitude in my heart to know that three years ago, where I was to where I am now is totally different. And if I keep doing the same things over and over again, three years from now is going to be better than today. And it's going to keep getting better every single day. And I will share, I have a lot of years sober from my drug of choice. And every time I reflect back on those days, I literally get chills up and down my spine because of how horrible it was, how pain filled it was, and how out of control anything is. I don't think if you're in recovery, I really don't think you ever fully heal. You just understand that if you go back and you relapse, it's going to be a hundred times worse. And there is nothing in this world that is worth that. Because I will tell you, I love my life. I have an incredible life and I have incredible people around me. Yeah, the people around us are, are so important. I mean, yeah, they really are. And And so... In the three years, I've made so many friendships and relationships with people. I mean, it's so cool. It's crazy, crazy to think. You know, all those relationships that I lost and and that weren't really true relationships that when I was using that I thought were my friends and my best friends and they'll never leave me and blah, blah, blah. And they all went away. And now it's been replaced with, with authentic friendships and relationships with people both in recovery and not in recovery. But it's, it's mostly, honestly, a lot more people in recovery than not. And it's just been crazy. Like it's just, everything gets replaced and gets improved and gets upgraded. And, and so, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you, you, you're maybe early on in sobriety and you, you don't like quite feel the same way I do right now. And when I'm saying this, it's kind of almost annoying. You know, there's a saying in the rooms of recovery that say, don't leave before the miracle happens. And if I would have quit in the first six or seven months when I could barely, I was still very, very nervous and upset, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't have got to see all the miracles that have unfolded in my life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family. By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world. Thank you and create an incredible day.